hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Bad Visuals. They have a new EP called Ravel, which is coming out, tentatively anyway, April 19th. This episode will probably air somewhere around there. So that's that's the good news. And right now I'm being joined by Josh, John, and Chris to share some more information about this release um, and a couple other exciting tidbits that I have, speaking of Mike, from Mike that came across my desk. Uh, so, boys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We're excited to be here. Exactly. Boom. I like how you've got everything right there. You've got the mustache. You've got the SM7B. You've got... Oh, yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> ready, you're ready to go. Oh, yeah. I, I finally, I was telling the guys before we started, I was like, oh, I spent thousands of dollars on gear over the years, and I'm finally using it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now. Yeah. And it also took me that long to grow this mustache also. That's true, yeah. About a thousand Very years. slow growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I try a little bit harder than these guys. Notice they have no <laughs> equipment hooked up How right there. How dare now. you? Yeah, uh, this is coming through my AirPods. Yeah. <laughs> cares the most? John does. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Actually, one of the things that I wanted to chat about, first and foremost, that caught my eye was... The EP I have was produced by Sam Pura. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah yep. we're, we're very excited to work with Sam. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with his work, his, his, his videos, his, uh, his everything. So take, take us through that. How did you get in contact with him? What was that like? Uh, actually, Josh is really good about outreach. So you want to tell the story? Is there a story you got on the internet? I mean, Email? sort of, I guess. I, I think it's just kind of interesting for me to to attempt to work with as many producers kind of here in the Bay area as possible, especially the ones that we really sort of like revere. So like we did the previous LP with Jack Shirley, who, who I really love, like a lot of my favorite albums were, were produced by him. And then for this next thing, we were like, Oh, you know, let's, let's kind of mix it up. The music's a little bit different. It's a little bit kind of more digestible in some ways. We kind of just want to try a different production style. So I just happened to also know that Sam Pierre was here. So I was like, Hey, let's, let's hit him up. Let's try something different and see if he'd be interested in working with us. So yeah, we're kind of just, I don't want to say making the rounds, but kind of just, yeah, trying to work with different producers in the area that we really like. A lot. Well, I was, uh, I've been a huge fan of the, his couple of basement records that he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This kind of reminds me of like, and modern sunny day real estate. So I was like really stoked to kind of work and and go that kind of direction with the production. Yeah. I think both, I mean, for me, both producers have such huge bodies of work that are like so amazing. So yeah, I was super stoked to, to work with both of them. But yeah, Sam, the Sam, a lot of his like lesser known stuff is what really got me. Like he did worthwhile out in the, this is this like Bay Area hardcore band called Worthwhile, and that I absolutely love that album. So that was like a huge uh, stuck with me. And hundredth, there's stuff as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Chris likes Dangerous Summer a lot, which turned me onto that, and I fell in love with the mm-hmm. last record that he did on that. Yeah, yeah. Sam is. Um, I, I feel like the uh, the process was was completely different than than the last album. Wouldn't you guys say? Oh yeah, Jack is more of like let's capture it now, and 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 a, a quote Sam would say like during production, like we're making Star Wars. Like he's all about like sound design and uh, getting in deep and like mm. the perfect quantized performance and everything. <laughs> yeah, the the thing with Sam is like you have to let go and and trust him as the director and the producer. You know, if he 
if he has an idea or something, you know, going going with it is probably going to be in your in your best interest more mm-hmm. more than just like pushing back. Because um, that's just kind of how the way that's kind of the way he works. He has a vision at the beginning of the whole process, and um, you know, he's he's in it a hundred and ten percent. You know, yeah, he wants to be proud of it, and yeah. Yeah, he doesn't ever want to put out anything he's, you know, obviously not proud of. And I think Sam is super stoked about this, about these songs we record with him. Um, and yeah, it's it's been awesome working with him. I am on the internet right now looking up everything. Uh, did you yeah. guys actually record with Sam, like at Panda Studios? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where? What city is that? All I know is that I had to get up real early to drive out there. Right? Yeah, it's, where, it's, in it's in Fremont. Fremont, that's right. Fremont. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like the southeast corner of the bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a there's a Starbucks and a REI by there. That's <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. That, that really yeah. pinpoints. I remember because I I returned some shoes, which was really convenient. <laughs> While I was out there. Yeah, John wasn't actually there to record. He was just trying to go to REI. I was like, yeah. while I'm out here, let's let's lay these tracks for a few weeks. <laughs> while we're here, gang, by the way, I'm gonna take these shoes back. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta pay for this recording. So yeah. uh can't have these shoes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what was it about the the process and working with Sam that I guess turned you on? Like would you do it again? Or is it gonna be uh, mu- musical chairs with another guy next? Uh, I'd go first. I actually liked um, the process for for me um, because I'm I'm kind of like OCD, so like um, Sam's methodologies just kind of spoke to me. Like getting the right performance, digging in, designing everything. Where mm-hmm. if you're somebody that likes more of the the live vibe, maybe that's that's not for you. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess it would be kind of like a, a split. Like, it just what kind of record do you want to make? And I, I would totally mm. go that way again. Yeah, um, I'm more of a, just, I'm more of a Jack kind of person. Like I, I really like the idea of because we recorded live with Jack, so we were all in one room playing simultaneously, mm-hmm. and that's like that's my jam. I had a lot of fun doing mm-hmm. that, and I think that just that's just my style. I, I get really bored really fast when it something requires twenty takes, and I'm like, good God, who cares? So I, I'm just yeah. more of a like Jack style person. I wouldn't know. I, yeah. I nailed every take the first time. So this is more of a this is a Josh problem more than a yeah. My problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you think, Chris? Um, no, Sam's great. I I would work with Sam again for sure. Um, you know, I I think yeah, like Josh said, it's like we're not recording a when you work with Sam, you're not usually recording the band live in a room. Um, and I've worked that way before as well. I like working that way. Um, but I love Sam. He's an awesome guy. And, um, I mean, the cool thing about Sam is like, he just like really believes in the music and, um, yeah, he just wants to put everything, everything he can into the recording. So, um, yeah, I'd for sure work with him again. Mm -hmm. Did he do the mastering as well or just the recording and mixing? Actually, I assumed he did the mixing. Yeah, he did through uh, through the end. I think the mastering is more just like putting like a brick wall limiter on it. It wasn't like a thorough like kind of get into it. But yeah, he has all the credits aside from like playing the instrument, and everything. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Producing, okay. and you know, I think the production. He actually really liked the. Um, 
he had really good feedback like throughout, but like we didn't have to change a lot. He he was really happy mm-hmm. with what we came in there because we demoed the crap out of the stuff before we even started. Like we, yeah. Even though I made a joke about not using this, like we re recorded, did revisions, did piano rolls at home. You know, we all live in kind of like city life, so it's kind of hard to like record in a in an apartment. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, where's going with that? By piano roll, you mean like MIDI? Like you guys did, like I don't know, as much MIDI stuff as possible, like MIDI drums. Just MIDI. Like, yeah, at home. Like even though the there are live drums on the recording, but when we do our demos, because you know somebody might have an idea for a song, we just kind of like template them out, record stuff, and then when it's kind of gridded, you can be like, oh, what, what if this part was shorter or longer or let's let's take this bridge out and plop in another one we're actually doing a lot of that kind of right now as a group since we can't play live very much with the pandemic so we're doing a lot of that stuff okay. or jeff is i just kind of like <laughs> yeah let's be honest jeff is writing all not here is writing all that stuff <laughs> well i'm looking at the the atomic garden online right now and i mean talk about two completely different worlds as far as atmosphere is concerned between yeah. those two studios i mean one you've got like Michael Jackson probably recorded there, and then the other one is like, you know, bad visuals yeah, it, recorded there. So yeah, so <laughs> Garden has like all the you know the the sweet name brand like gear with like the plate reverbs in the hall and the giant room, and then Sam's stuff is more just like he really knows like Pro Tools inside and out. He has like a great space, but it's not the. Uh, it's not the one that closes the clients, you know, if there's like a fancy ad agency and they come in, they're like, oh, they got the, the Herman Miller chairs and all the stuff. That's the comic yeah, guard. But, but it's weird because like <laughs> the audio you get from each place is the opposite of the presentation. Like Jax is dirtier, but has all the fun toys. And uh, uh, Sam's is, you know, like seems more like a hangout spot that has these high, high end polish recordings. So it's kind of weird. That's yeah. And Jack also, I don't know if I'm, I'm sure it mentions this on the website, but Jack also records everything straight to analog as well. So it's a, he likes that kind of old school methodology, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I think they're like what Ampex machines. I can't remember. Oh man. I don't even know. I can see a couple of studers off to the side. Yeah. That's the multi-track recording, right? Ampex is like the mastering. He masters down to two channel tape also. Hmm. Okay. All the audio people are going to be like, John, you're wrong. That's not the. Right. <laughs> that's not. That's not how it works. That's not how it works, man. I bet that it looks so clean. I bet there's not even a smell. You walk in there and there's not even a smell. There, oh there yeah, wasn't uh, because it was brand new. Yeah, he just when, moved into that building. Yeah. So I think if you listen to the other recordings done there, then the Petaluma that we did there. Um, it's just kind of like, I don't want to say it's missing something. It just doesn't have the full body that his other recordings do. And I think it's probably because we we're literally the first band that he did. Mm-hmm. He was moving stuff in as we were as we were recording. So, like, he hadn't figured out the room yet, I don't think. Right. That's just my opinion. Mm. Well, thank you for your opinion. Uh, okay, yeah. sweet. Now. That does smell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what. The panda one smells like because I can see a massive bong in one of the pictures. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't get help but get like you're, you're totally roached too because Sam. Is, like, <laughs> yeah, you try yeah. to hang out with him and then you're just like, I can't hang out. It's sleepy time. Yeah, yeah. that's his trademark. I, that's Sam's yeah, trademark scent. I don't think I've ever seen somebody smoke that much weed. 
in my life. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen a lot of people smoke. I've been around a lot of weed smokers. I mean, I think that's just like Sam. Sam uses it as as like a tool to like get in the zone, you know? Because I think he has. Um, he was saying he just has like really, really hardcore ADHD, and the weed kind of like centers mm-hmm. him and focuses him to like, you know, not not get bored with what he's doing. So <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually yeah. I think it's cool. He's, he's like very open about it, and he's like, yeah, this is a thing I do. I use it. I'm yeah. very vocal about it. I explain why I I use it. I, it's kind of interesting because you know I feel like most studio settings like. Dudes are just getting high because they want to get high as hell. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool. It's a lot of a lot more transparency than you would probably expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the credits yeah, I'm seeing cool. is that it was done in spring of 2020. So I'm guessing just before the pandemic hit, you guys were in the studio. It, we actually yeah. we started a little over a year ago, and we got most of the tracking done. Um, and then I think we're just like, okay, let's be. Safe, let's not go in. And we started in February. We're mostly done by March. And then it was just like the end of the year. All of a sudden, we're just like, we got to go finish this thing because this thing's never yeah. done. So yeah. I just kind of maybe didn't do the smart thing and went in there and just tracked every all the vocals. And then we just kind of finished it up with some mixing sessions. And a year later, we're we're putting it out. But yeah, we lost yeah. last year as a band. Yeah. yeah, it was it was tough with the pandemic because yeah, we were really close to finishing this at the beginning of March, and then all this shit just like hit the fan, and um, we're like, we probably shouldn't go into a studio around other people for a yeah. while. So yeah, it took a took a while to polish it off and finish it. Yeah, I'm, actually, for me, I think it might be a little bit better because there's a couple of lines I was looking through my old lyrics and i think a couple of the lines turned out better because i had some time to sit with them when that's so broken track but just like literally one line that would have driven me nuts but nobody else would notice because they'll never hear it <laughs> yeah and then every time you're singing it live you just ah oh, that line that song sucks <laughs> people come up yeah. to you they're like you know what line got me and then they say it and you're like oh i hate that oh, line God, like, damn it. that's it's actually a we notice everything that you hate about yourself is usually what people like about you the best. <laughs> a, that line got me through so many times. It stopped my sister a, from killing herself. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, she should hurt herself because this line sucks. <laughs> yeah. John, what line was it? Ooh. Uh, is, is about, um, is in the first verse. We're talking about the ex's dad and her daddy problems that, if, if you listen to the song, it's just the way it's worded. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I haven't sung it so long, I don't know what the words are anymore. <laughs> you're going to sing it tonight. Yeah, we're practicing tonight for the first time as a band in like months. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Very cool. So after this call, you guys are going to get on to whatever you drive or whatever. I just am going to say the tube. That doesn't make any sense. The bar. No, we're, you get on the bar. Well, um, they live well, I have to close. pick up. <laughs> yeah, I have to pick up everybody other than John because no one else has a car. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I drive. I live in San Francisco, and Chris was like, "Anybody need a ride?" And I was insisting he come pick me up, which would be <laughs> like an hour and a half round trip for him to do. It. And he was actually going to do. It. He's like, "I guess we're going to practice it." John, I'm not being serious. He's too nice. Yeah, total pushover. You guys. Yeah. Well, then I guess take us through this EP. What 
what should we expect from this? Is there a theme? Is there a concept? What brought these tracks together? Oh, um, I love making John explain this. Hell yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's all called Ravel. You know, like, you got things coming apart. And there's a there's a track called Fade where lines like, come the, the lyrics says something about coming undone. So that's tying back to the name Ravel. Uh, and it's big unique surprise it's a breakup ep every song is about the uh the same relationship but different Uh phases but but it not it's not like verbatim like or not verbatim that's not the wrong right word it's not literally about uh it's like broader stuff like there's a, a song about a nightmare that i had and then there's a song about you know father issues and growing up and the other one's about the actual physical fights and getting through that stuff and then the other one i think is about just getting older and and growing apart and Uh it's actually about yeah greater scheme but it all it's all based around that experience it's not exactly the starting line you know, no, okay. But I do love this track. I know. <laughs> We're talking about that man way too much. Not about when you were a dude. me what you thought about. I shouldn't sing it because YouTube will flag me. But oh uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. The YouTube police. The YouTube police are awful, man. I was interviewing a band. Uh, at this point, it was probably like a year over a year ago. Yeah, it would have to be because nobody's toured for a while. But it was backstage. And you know how they play music in between bands? Like it was coming through the walls and you couldn't even really hear it, but YouTube could hear it. And I got flagged oh, and I was like, man. there's not even a song there. Like, what are you talking about? And then they wrote me back and they're like, no, 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 it's this song. We can, if you listen closely, I'm like, how close it do you have to listen? Cl- like, like oh, our robot, that's crazy. Our androids yeah. could, could detect them, but no human ear. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I listened to, uh, Rick Beato's podcast, and he loses his mind over the uh, YouTube police on a regular, um, like weekly. I feel like he's bitching about that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I cha- I just changed my format after a while, but there's still the odd one, you know. So I'm like, don't don't just don't hum anything for longer than five seconds, and we'll be okay. Yeah, even just humming <laughs> a melody, we'll catch it. Yeah, yeah, it can. Yeah. I wish I wish anybody would hum our songs. Like I don't care. Like if anybody knew it, I'm like. Put it out there. Hey, I'm sure someone out there is humming our Somebody. music. Mm-hmm. You know? Somebody uh, somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, that's the to sum it up, that's the the theme of the album. Just a big old emotional boy. <laughs> um, grown man body. Now, <laughs> now that I'm looking at the track titles, like so broken, like uh, like man. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know if that's about me being broken. It's more her being broken. Of course, you know? of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, John's flawless, but... I have my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> right. No closing doors <laughs> in your life, baby. Yeah, that was her her door that closed. Right. And I was walking. Um, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that's... I don't know if we have a track order. I, I would like to make them um, kind of sequential in, in events throughout the songs, but I don't know if that'll make sense audibly and like it should go on a peak and valley even though it's just like all heavy the whole time pretty much i don't know if Hmm. there is a way to do it properly i don't know in retrospect was there a way to do it properly the Mm. album yeah i'll let those guys (laughs) talk about that don't no i'm I'm happy with the everything i'm glad i broke up with her we got some great songs (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what, and that's really what it's all about, you know? Yeah. yeah. I remember one time when I was younger, I was reading an interview with John Feldman. He was saying sometimes he would sabotage a relationship just so he could have something to write about. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's healthy. Yeah. So I figured I'll settle down when I'm like... I think, you know, the trend of, like, upsetting, sad, angry breakup songs, that was, like, 10, 15 years ago. Now it's all about positivity. It's, it's about, about healthy relationships. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So we need to turn a corner for this next material. It's got to be good, wholesome. We live in the Bay Area, so we have to make everything like bad shit doesn't exist in the world. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Got to write. So speaking of the Bay Area, you got to write songs like G Easy. You know, just yeah. Man, I do not like G Easy. <laughs> I listen. I I wouldn't say I'm a rap nerd, but I listen to a fair amount of rap. But G Easy and E Forty, two Bay. I just can't get into them. E Forty, E Forty. Yeah, I'm like a UB Forty kind of guy. Do you know who that is? No, you don't know who that is. You just make that up right now. No, no, it's a band. Yeah, right? yeah. Back in the day, mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, I'd sing it, but I don't want to get flagged by the police. I'll send it to you after this. You'll know the song. Boom. Oh, okay. Or a song. They have many songs. A song. All right. Cool. So we chatted about how the important members of the band are here today, and he who were named <laughs> nameless uh, just doesn't count. His guitar, his guitar <laughs> takes were guy. recorded by somebody else anyway on the record. Uh, That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, just great. It's always I fun guess when we, that happens. Uh, Jeff just doesn't like to talk to us more than he has. It's nothing to do with you. He just doesn't like to see us. We're just a vessel to get his art out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It sounded sexual somehow. Yeah. But. It, it, it is with Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So we chatted about the EP. Uh, we chatted about recording. A lot about recording. Uh, we chatted about working with Sam. Uh, a couple of tracks chatted about the stories behind, you know, the EP. Um, that concludes my questions. Is there anything I missed that, you know, management says we were supposed to chat about that I forgot? Who, who is management? <laughs> Jeff. I, I, I guess it'll be me. Don't be late tonight. Jeff is Jeff is the puppet master. Oh, and we're just <laughs> meat puppets, just dangling. Yeah, I guess the other thing to mention would be uh, for for listeners who might be interested, we do, we will have a tape coming out, and that'll be on Acrobat on Stable, cute little label. They put out some great stuff, Cal's Dow Boys stuff like that. So that'll be dope. Whenever we figure out when exactly the tape's coming out. Yeah, they. How do we talk to them? That's a great question. No one knows, really. Yeah. They, they wrote us like the day after one of the songs came out. Like, can we put this out? And we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that was pretty much the extent of the conversation. Does that mean you sell it and we do nothing? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's, that rabble will be on uh, cassette tape. Um, I think that's it. Uh, we got it. We're working on a bunch of new tunes. Stand by. It'll be like oh, yeah. Four. Very different. Yeah. yeah it's going to be much different. I don't know. What would you say that genre is? It's the same. But Heavy shoegaze. Yeah, it's. I would say it's way more post-rock influence. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of like long instrumental interludes. The, interludes, the songs are like twice as long in some cases. I, uh, I, learn, I have to learn how to play not in 4-4. Four, four. Mm. That'd be crazy. That'll be a challenge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adding higher than 4 is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. 
Well, without a relationship, you'll have to find something to write about. Maybe, like, at a street market cart, lady selling pupusas, and she doesn't speak English, and, you know, you're learning Spanish so that you could ask her out on a date, but there's this, there's this divide, and then it just becomes, you know, a story. You just, you want to take her for That's some... That's beautiful. What a beautiful intercultural experience as well. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. And like, you, you learn the name for that... Uh, like coleslaw cabbage type stuff they put on the pupusas and you're like you try to say it but then you fumble and she giggles and then her mom calls her away she, uh, she yells yeah, at her to get back uh, to work in spanish yeah i feel like this is actually what john pictures relationships being like in his head yeah that, that is exactly what he assumes in, in, in my head a relationship i'm a i'm a kept man and i have a music <laughs> and i don't have to work anymore yeah. <laughs> if you if the entire next album could be about you being like a uh what's the term? Oh, the housewife. Well, what's the term uh, housewife? I'm a house boy? Pool boy? I don't no, know. No, what's the reality show based on the house? Oh, the real housewives. Yeah. That that's that's your reality. No, I'm going to start my sinking arrangements profile after this call is over. Just looking for sugar mommy. Grandma. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sugar grandma? Sugar grandma. I'm preferably on the edge of her deathbed. Whoa. Oh my god. No, I sound like a terrible person. I'm sorry. Yeah. I really <laughs> Call it a Ghirardelli granny. I'm looking for a Ghirardelli granny right now. <laughs> I live near Ghirardelli Square, so that's kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like someone needs to do some loitering. Yeah. yeah. Hang out. <laughs> I promise you in San Francisco, there's a lot of loitering happening. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Last time I was there, I saw copious amounts of loitering in many different formats in many different ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of our our MO. Just carefully (laughs) step. Just make sure you're always kind of looking down when you're walking through those loiterers. I did notice that. But then I I looked up for a second and I saw the pupusa cart and that was the end of me. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. Those are so good, by the way. Aren't they? Yeah, they are. It's like the best. It's like cheese food. That's the best. It's like cheese food. Like cheese food. Yeah, that's all you need. Pizza, pupusas, and um, that's it. What else do you need? Cool. All right. Well, (laughs) boys. I think that's our cue. Thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thanks, John. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hello, hello, or should I say goodbye, goodbye? Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Metal Podcast. I've been your host, John Harris. Please head over to our website at www.therockmetalpodcast.ca. There you can sign up for our newsletter and find out more information about today's show.